0: Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will conclude his message, which is titled, Give Thanks. This message is the first in a series of messages which centers around giving thanks to God in response to his love for us. The text for this message is Colossians 3, verses 1 through 17. So if you have your Bibles, please open them to Colossians 3 right now, and we'll join in with Pastor Chuck.
1: The third thing that I want to say let us see from that let us to see for what he has done for us for who he is and for who he is to us for what he has given us and for what he has done for us if you go back to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13 it says this and you you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh But God made alive together with him. He made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all, not just one of us, not just some of us. He did it for all of us. If you have received him to be your Lord and Savior, he has forgiven all of your sins. He has redeemed all of your debt. He has paid your sin debt and he has forgiven all of your trespasses. How did he do it? Verse 14 said it by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demands. Those that, that rebellion uh, uh, because of that sin had a legal demand on us and we couldn't live under law. So he didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law. He said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but that the law through me might be fulfilled. He didn't come to wipe it away. He realized that we couldn't meet the law standard. that's why the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard. Who was the standard that God the Father raised up? Him very self. He sent his only begotten son. That whosoever would believe would not perish. Sin had a legal right to take us out. Sin had a legal right to to penalize us with death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Our sin, our rebellion, our stiff-neckedness, sin had a legal demand on us. To take us out. And and our penalty was death. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. I come to cancel that day. And I come to wipe their slate clean. And watch this. I'm going to abundantly replenish their account day by day with new mercies. I'm going to abundantly replenish their account. Every day it's like your cash app. Every day you wake up with your cash app with unlimited funds. No matter how much you spend, no matter how much you charge, it's unlimited funds. That's what God has done for us. He has come every single morning. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. He not only canceled the debt, but every single day, he fills our account up with his righteousness, with his holiness, with his truth, with his steadfast love. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. Great is thy faithfulness. So my soul says, the Lord is my portion. Now my soul is grateful. My soul is giving thanks. And my soul is blessing his name. And my soul is saying, I'm fully dependent on you, Jesus, and you alone. Is that true of us today? He canceled the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demand. Then he set it aside. He nailed it to the cross. He became obedient to the point of death. Even death on the cross according to Philippians chapter 2. He disarmed. Listen to this. He took out the enemy. He disarmed the rulers and authorities. And put them to open shame. By triumphing over them. That's who our God is this. I love what uh, biblical scholar Kay offers says. I love what she says about this. She says God is in control. And therefore, in everything, I can give thanks. Do you hear why he's in control? Because he canceled the record of debt that stood against us with his legal demand. He nailed it to the cross. He carried it to the cross. And then he disarmed any power that thought it had more power than him. Any authority that thought they had more authority over him. That's why he is declared as the king of kings and lord of lords. He disarmed the rulers. And then he triumphed over them. And that's why she could now go on to say God is in control and therefore in everything I give thanks, not because of the situation, but because of the one who directs and rules over the situations. We may have problems, but my problems don't have me. We may have struggles, but my struggles don't have me. I may have pain, but my pain does not have rule or authority over me. I may have disappointments, but my disappointments don't have rule and authority over me. I may have anxiety sometimes, but anxiety does not have rule and authority over me. I may have struggles, but my struggles do not have rule and authority over me. Which leads us to our last question for understanding. Our last question for understanding. What is Thanksgiving? Why do we give thanks? Well, lastly, how do we give thanks? How do we give thanks? In addition to thinking, Or calling to our minds as the author of Lamentations just said. About his faithfulness to us and for us. And then audibly telling him thank you. In addition to to thinking on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us. And then audibly telling him thank you. We give thanks to him and show our gratitude and appreciation to him. By living a life that glorifies and honors him. Hear that family? One of the ways... That we show gratitude and appreciation to the Lord for what he has done for us is to live life, live lives that are pleasing, that are upright, that are holy and acceptable unto God. That Romans 12 tells us it's our reasonable worship. It's It's our reasonable service, our spiritual worship. It's the bare minimum thing that we can do. Watch this. It's listen to this quote by our beloved Tim Keller. He says this. It's one thing to be grateful. It's another thing to give thanks. Gratitude is what you feel. Thanksgiving is what you do. Gratitude is what you feel. Thanksgiving is what you do. Thanksgiving is not good. Let's go back to that cornerstone thought. Thanksgiving is not just a spiritual discipline of the believer. It's also a will of God. It's the will of God for the believer. It's supposed to be our lifestyle. We're supposed to be active. Living out lives that are Giving God glory and honor And praise and adoration here in the Earth So how do we go about doing this How do we do well the word as much as It is very spiritual it's also Very practical so if you go Back uh, in chapter 3 Verses 2 through 17 he lists Out those things that we should be doing To help us do so set your mind In verse 2 he says set your mind Set your mind on things eternal How do you do that? You daily, and I mean daily, Minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to yourself. Minister the good news of Jesus Christ to you. I am a child of the king. He has saved and redeemed me by going to Calvary's cross, nailing my sins and my death to Calvary's cross. He triumphed over the enemy. He rose with all power and authority on the third day. He has set me free from the bondage of sin and death. He heals all my diseases. He forgives all my iniquities. He's the one who saved my soul from the pit of death. He is the one and true living God. I daily remember his faithfulness and i preach that to myself every single day i set my mind by getting into his holy word daily daily having a bible uh, a study a time in god's word a bible reading plan if you don't have one it's easy just go into the U version app, and there's many plans that you can read they even that they even allow you to set timers or rem, uh, excuse me reminders for them So you can get into his holy word. You have a faith community. You have the songs of the Lord that will help you set your mind on him. Here's the second thing. Letter B that it tells us to do out of it. Letter B. It says number five. It says put to death. Put to death the flesh. Christ died in the flesh so we can access his power to die in our flesh. By way of the spirit of the true and living God. You got to put it to death. You got to make a decision. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. That thing today, whatever that thing is for you, you gotta put it. If you wanted to say something negative, don't say it. If 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 you find yourself uh, 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 leaning into to things that are not profitable for your flesh, whether that is excessive eating, whether that is uh, uh, taking in certain images of things to your to your eye gates and to your ear gates, it's it's you put right you put to death the things that are trying to start those fires in your flesh. You put those things that will try to ignite it and spark it up and make it become flaming and alive out here to cause you to do the wrong thing. As you're setting your mind on Jesus, as you're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it's not by works that I can boast. It's grace through faith that I'm saved. Now I put to death those fleshly desires. Then he says, rid yourself." Verse 8, he says, do not lie. According to verse 9, he says, clothe yourselves. In verse 12, put on the new man. Put on the righteous garments. Then he says, verse 13, he says, bear and forgive. Bear with and forgive one another. Hey, that's something we got to learn how to do. That's why we put those one another's every single month when you get your monthly update. And hopefully, family, hopefully you are reading and staying updated on everything that's happening for us at Rebuild. I ask you humbly. Please, please, please make sure you're staying abreast of everything that we're trying to accomplish here at this church so you can stay updated. I need you to read your up mail, e- emails. And one of the things that we put in our emails every single month, every single month is a one another of the month. And one of those months we had this very verse in there to bear with one another and forgive one another. That is something that I strive for us to grow into. Learn how to get in the trenches with someone in their pain. And I know sometimes it's difficult. And I know for some people, they don't want you to be a part. I get it. I get it. So I'm speaking I'm speaking at a high level. I'm speaking generally. I know we can break down uh, situation by situation, case by case on this matter. But at a high level, at a general level, here's what I want us to do. I want us to be able to learn how to, how to live out the one of the others of Scripture so that the world would know that we are his disciples. One of the things that we have to do, we have to learn how to bear with one another and to forgive one another. The next thing he says in verse 14, he says, put on love. Put on love. The way we say here, rebuild one of our core value statements is this. Love is not just our mission. It is also our identity. It's not just our mission. It is also our identity. Uh, We should be not only looking like love, we should be living like love. Not only should we be looking like love, we should be living like love. And not just any old love, the the agape love that we have from a loving father who gave his only begotten son for us. Who would pay our sin debt, who 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 would release us from the penalty of sin. Who would release us from that penalty by paying our sin debt. And that he would raise us up and make us alive with him in Christ Jesus. And then place us in the heavenlies. That we are over all these things that were trying to keep us bound and hold us captive because the son has set us free and whom the son set free is free indeed. The next thing that he says out of that verse 15, he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding that guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He says, let that peace. And God said, I, I give you peace. Not as the world give it, but such as I give, I give unto you generously, abundantly, richly, lovingly. I give it to you so much that this peace is inexplainable. You can't even explain it to anybody. The peace that the Lord gives, he says, that peace that I give to you. Knowing that I have triumphed over the rulers and the authorities and anything that would try to hold you captive. Knowing that I have paid your sin debt. You can rest in that truth and I give you that peace that should be ruling in your hearts every single moment I call you and cause you to live here. That's the effect. Do you hear the cause? And these are all the effects of how we're supposed to be living out our lives. All of these are setting our minds, putting to death the old man, ridding ourselves of these old ways. Do not be lying, clothing ourselves in righteousness, bearing with and forgiving one another, putting on love, uh, uh, letting the peace of Christ rule within us. And then letting the message of Christ deal with others, that good news of Jesus Christ, letting the message of Christ, Christ dwell within us. Those things are the effect. The sum total of the effect Of his cause to save and redeem us. This is the effect that it should have on us. Grateful and thankful hearts to say for God I live and for God I die. God I'm fully surrendered to your will and to your way. God wherever you call me to go I'm going to go. Wherever you cause me to do or instruct me to do I'm going to do. Because you did everything necessary to save me. And so I surrender all as the hymn writer sang for us. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed and Savior. I surrender all. I surrender my all. The new version of that is, is Jonathan McReynolds. He says, I'm going to make room. You can you can move that over. That pain, you can move that over. That unforgiveness, you can move that over. That trust and dependence on that broken, you can, my will, my, my, my anger, my frustration, you can, my, my, my unbelief, you can move that over, Lord, because I need to make space for you. I surrender all. So lastly, lastly, it leads me to ask you this question. When do or when should we give thanks? When do or when should we give thanks? Verse 17 gives us the answer. It says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. giving thanks to God the Father through him. The answer to that question is found at verse 17 and it can be simply stated this way, in all things at all times. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In all things, at all times, we should be grateful, grateful, grateful. We should be thankful, thankful, thankful. This verse instructs us that gratitude, thankfulness is and always should be our lifestyle. Not just in the very moments or situation in in our lives when we receive his blessings. But this should be something that we do with our lives to bless him. We shouldn't do this just in various moments or situations in our lives when the Lord blesses us, when he shows up and shows out for us. This should be something that we do with our lives to bless him. Being grateful and thankful. Heard it said this way. Heard it said this way. In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. Every moment, thank God. Every moment, thank God. In happy moments, praise God. In difficult moments, seek God. In quiet moments, worship God. In painful moments, trust God. Every moment, thank God. When should you be giving him honor? When should you be giving him glory? When should you be offering up gratitude? When should you be thankful? In all things and at all times, whether in word or deed, whatever you do, giving honor and glory to God in all things, at all times.
0: We should be grateful, grateful, grateful. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as we move into the second message from the sermon series, Give Thanks.